Hi, George. Hi, Carlos. What's up, dude? Uh, a whole fucklet. A whole fucklet? Yes. A fucklet? A whole... fucklet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, um... Welcome to the Moaka Media Podcast. Welcome back to the Moaka Media Podcast. Yes. Uh, man. So, lots going on. And... What is... How... Isn't it I fucking ironic that last week we were like, oh, let's just keep it light. Yeah. And then, shaka-boom. <laughs> the universe went, no. You know... <laughs> Just like that. Just like that, man. Just like that. Just like that. And wow. 2020 is bringing, bringing it. Yeah. Is really fucking bringing it. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm at a loss. What else is there to say? It's just, I'm, it's one thing after another. And at this point, I just keep bracing. <laughs> you know? Um, so... Should we just do you want to like do you want to do like a recap or do you want to dive in? How do you want to proceed? I because we talked a lot. We talked. We, we've talked. We had. It's probably the first episode that you and I talk a lot about in advance yeah. to prepare for. We yeah, we didn't talk about like intro format. You know, no. no. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we had to process a lot, man. We wanted to make sure that we bring you guys a good episode that is useful and but yet pertinent and and all this stuff. And we're 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 gonna do our very best, but it's been an emotional week, obviously. So, yeah, what we're yeah. trying not to do is to talk out of our fucking ass. Exactly. We're not gonna talk out of our ass. We're not gonna talk about things that we like don't know about. Mm -hmm. We've you know, things that I was curious about, things that I wasn't aware about, questions that I had, I have, like, dug my heels into and and researched and read, and I've sent you stuff, you sent me stuff. We've been, we've been going back and forth on and how we were going to approach uh, the discussions being had um, yeah. in response to the murder of George Floyd. Yeah. And which happened a week ago yesterday on May 25th. And since then, what has devolved has been, it's like, it's that if, if the George Floyd murder is the rock that gets thrown into the lake, the amount of ripples that have occurred since that incident are so many, so vast, and so far-reaching um, that a lot of the times when you're looking at one end of the ripple, you don't see the other side. And so, but they're all connected. Everything is connected to each other. And so to talk about one thing and neglect another is uh, is inevitable. Um, and we don't have enough, we don't, like, we, we, we talked about this. This is a 75, this is between a 45 minute to like 90 minute podcast, depending on how long we want to take and how much time you got. And we're not going to get, we're not going to be able to, Definitely untangle the the mess that is racism in America, per se. Right. Exactly. But what we did decide was that we talked about who our audience is, mm -hmm. you know, who we know listens to our podcast. 
Um, we talked about the people that we know listen to them because they tell us about it. So it's like when we're having these conversations, we're keeping, excuse me, we're keeping them in mind. Um, and ultimately, what we keep coming back to was, and what we have, what we kept coming back to when we had these preliminary conversations was, what can we do? Right. What do we do? What can we do? What What can you and I do? What can we do? So this show is an attempt to help people who want help, but are maybe unsure of how to get there. And before we give you like tangible things, we're going to like unpack a couple of things. We're going to unpack some things. We're going to have the, we're going to have the talks and, and that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Yes. That is a, a perfect summary of, of everything we talked about. And trust me, it was, it was uh, some intense conversations, quality, productive, good conversations, but, uh, but it was definitely intense as, as this topic deserves, obviously. And, I mean, uh, considering and, yeah, how it was good. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, there was a time in my life when I used to like to engage in controversial discussions as a way to mm-hmm. like, I don't know, flex my, my, my mental ability. Right. Like I thought it right. was fun to get into like, really heated debates with people, especially like when I was younger and they never broiled over into like any kind of physical altercation. But someone once asked me like, why the fuck are you so like, what are you so upset about? Why are you so angry? Why are you always, or why do you always take the contrary part point of view on something? And right. it was just because I like my ego loves to loves to fight and to feel like I'm winning and putting, getting one up on somebody. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Right. You ever, you ever, you've been there before? I've been there before, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And so that's not, I definitely don't want to have like that energy when we talk right. about this. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I mean, basically, um, I, I just, I don't know. And I'm here, you know, like, I'm here to listen. That's, like, my theme with all this. And well, I'm here to learn, and I'm here to listen. Yeah. And so, and you know? let's, let's start with some, like, baseline facts that we know for, you know, we know for a fact have occurred. And that okay. was that George Floyd was killed by police officers in Minneapolis, Minnesota, on May 25th. He was literally held down with a needle in his neck for eight minutes and like 46 seconds, I think it is. Um, and there is an amazing, did you see the video I sent you? I watched it, there? yes. I did you watch it in its so entirety? Good. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, you, I'll admit this. I, I'm a kind of person that when I am made aware of images or video of, of graphic violence or any kind of something that is, like graphic in nature, I tend to avoid it because I don't want to see it. Because I have this, I have this thing where I kind of get stuck on a, in a loop in my head, and once it's in there and I see it, I can't unsee it. And so, like a, 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 a like a protection a, a protection mechanism that I have, um, yeah. to just like like literally, I'll do like at a movie theater if something bad's about to happen or someone's about to get killed, I'll like shield my eyes so that I don't have to see it. You know what I mean? Right. Or like if it's about to run a red light, I'll do the same thing. I'm like, oh, oh okay, no, okay. <laughs> didn't see it. <laughs> and so I didn't want to, I mean, I was aware, 
was aware of what was going on because it it, it has been on it's it's been on the on the on so many conversations. People have been nonstop talking about it. You've seen I've seen images and glimpses of the of the officer's knee on uh, George Floyd's neck. And when I finally sat like when that video came across my social media feed. The, the, the um, videos from the videos from the New York Times, right? So the New York Times compiled what looks to I mean they basically got all of the available camera footage that has been circulating around that incident, and they put together and they edited a timeline of the events. Mm-hmm. And um, and and let's let's take a little sidewind as as to like a little little side road here. Like I know that people have problems when it comes to like corporate media, um, especially here in this country. It's, you know, the, the question of how truthful and how honest and they are and is always in play, especially in the last, I'd say, 12 years. Um, and so keeping that in mind, like the, I, whenever, I, whenever I, I take in something from one of these big names, I keep in mind that I have an, a, a level of scrutiny and a level of, um, what's that word? Skepticism. Thank you. Um, in the back of my head, right? Sure. Um, waiting and, and always like on the alert for anything that sounds like incendiary or trying to like change my opinion without just like presenting the, 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 the facts. And what I liked about this is what it seemed, I got the impression and I felt that it was, I only watched it once. I'm not, I haven't seen it again. I'm going to watch it again. And it was that it's, it was put together like as factually and as accurately as could possibly be mm-hmm. with the narration being, this is what happened at this time. And then at this time, and then at this time, and step by step, by step, by step, by step. Um, and it was really compelling and it was like sad, angering, like hope, like unbelievable. The amount, the, the, <laughs> There's a, a, district, a district attorney in, I believe, Chicago, Kim Fox, I think you heard is her name. Um, and she described it as a casualness that he has. The officer is like unaffected. Did you see him yep. sweating or, a, a, or like he didn't, he was like, he was, it seemed like the most routine thing, like the way that you put your knee down to like tie your shoe or something. It was, he was, that was one of the most infuriating things about it that this is business as usual. Business as usual. I'm just gonna yeah. put my knee on this guy's neck and I'm not gonna get up. And yeah, this is because that's how we do. That's how we do. And this is part of our training. Eight minutes and 46 seconds. Fucking dick. Fucking dick. Asesino. Insane. Yeah, assassino. Like yeah, fucking... and and so I watch that, and like all of those angry feelings start to come up, right? Sure. And and also like the audacity of it, like oh my god, like he's being filmed. There's people like literally with their cell phones, like recording him. He's like, yep, here I am. Yes, I, here, here, here I am. Yeah. Here I am, and I'm without a care of for this for this person's life and my guess is that he has well now we're just speculating but my guess is that anybody who has that level of disregard for a sentient being much more like or even a human being for that matter based um has like 
is either like doing it on purpose or has a fucking screw loose. Yep. Either way, he shouldn't be a fucking cop. Uh, absolutely. He shouldn't. He shouldn't. I mean, that, that, that post by Chris Rock was one of my favorite things that I've read about this whole thing. Did, did I sent it to you? Did you read it? I have. No, I didn't read it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, it's. Is that really, the one really where it's like, he was like, maybe the, the is that the, he, he, I read something about Chris Rock about the pilots, like. Yeah. It's so that, good. Yeah. And the thing is, I've always been a fan of his. So it like, you know, you, you, you connect with people you've always been a fan of and the way, the way they, you know, the way they kind of word things. But yeah, like, you know, when he's like, yeah, I know it's hard being a cop. I know it's hard. I know that the shit's dangerous. I know it is. Okay. But some jobs can't have bad apples. Some jobs, everybody got to be good. <laughs> like pilots, American Airlines can't be like, most of our pilots like to land. We just got a few bad apples that like to crash into mountains. Please bear yeah. with us. <laughs> That's the best, one of the best things I've read so far. Yeah, the guy was um, animalistic, and, and there was a lot. There's, the thing is, is that that behavior is what makes, I think, what makes this incident so powerful and has gotten people to react so much because that it, there's so much symbolism in what, like what you said, in the guy's very casual nature, business as usual, I am killing somebody because it's very frustrating to think that somewhere in the back of his mind, he's thinking, this is okay, and I'm going to get away with this. Whether he feels protected by the shield, by the the blue line, by the the union that he's very likely a part of, um, I... I cannot imagine, thankfully, what he must have been thinking. Yeah, thankfully, yeah, thankfully it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. It is, to me, it is sociopathic. And I'm not, you're the clinician here, not me. No, it is, it is. It's sociopathic for sure, yeah. That's one. Hmm. I also hate so, so much that there was three other people there and they fucking didn't stop him. They didn't even, like, push him. They didn't do anything. No, they're, they're just as guilty. It's, yeah. criminally, it's criminal negligence, and I'm not an attorney, and I'm... Between the two of us, I'm definitely more... I'd say I'm more of a legal expert, only because of the amount of time I've spent working for criminal defense attorneys. Sure, and, so, yeah. and mind you, every state has their own laws, and their own, and, and, but if this would happen in Florida, that's definitely criminal negligence. You could make a case for a felony murder on for the people that were there and didn't stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it was, yeah. yeah. For, for me to be as far away from that as, I, as we are mm-hmm. and to get as angry about it as I did, I can't even begin to understand what it must be like to be a black person in this country and watch that go down and have nothing happen. I can't for even as long begin as it to took. pretend. No, I can't for even begin long to as, pretend. It, would, it, 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 it took way too fucking long for mm-hmm. anything to occur to the people involved. Mm-hmm. Way too fucking long. And yeah. I, 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 I get how, like, systemically there's, like, a grand jury that has to be adjourned and you have to present the evidence, and I, I understand the legal process, but still, yeah. it just does, it, it's definitely not right. Like, 
we, mm-hmm. you and I agree. When I say we, I talk about you and I. We agree that there's something that is like this is it's broken. Mm-hmm. It's unfair. It is infuriating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's where we're at. Yeah, that's where we were at, right? Right. It's yeah, right. Absolutely. And it's just, it's just, um, I can't, I, you know, it all, all of it is just so it's, uh, I, it's been a rough, it's been a very emotional week for everybody. So, uh, but it's just, so that's, uh, I mean, look, I get yeah. it. Like that's what happened. That's the, I had bringing it down. I, when I was, when I was doing an outline of this, of the show, I broke it up into like segments. And so, that's the there was a segment called the incident so that's the incident incident. right so because there's a cause and an effect and what has happened since the incident has been multiple multiple uh, there's been a series of effects have gone Mm -hmm. out there which has created uh so many fucking narratives that that i definitely agree with some and i definitely disagree very 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 wholeheartedly with the others and it's those and and it's those like those things being said by the talking heads, my family, uh, friends of ours, uh, like acquaintances that I have, coworkers, that definitely spurs me into like spurs my thinking into like how complicated, convoluted, um, and uh, confusing this topic has become. Yeah. Right, and the fact that it came from this, and and um, I'm so okay. Well, um, it, the fact that it came from it's it's not a difficult concept. We, you know, like there's uh, we have a problem, and it's existed for so many years since, well, even before slavery. You know, African Americans were brought here against their will. You know, they were commodity and they were it was awful but so but all that without getting into a whole history lesson about it the whole concept of it is that yeah i i don't know how they feel but the concept of it is is so simple that we are mistreating another human being i'm you know me i'm 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 a person of faith and every other human being to me is a brother and a sister you know and we're mistreating and we're treating another brother and sister like they're less than and um and and but then with this topic, fast forward to 2020, it's taken so many, like you said, so many different directions that it's like, it all goes down to the same problem. When I started to think about, when I well, strike that, I found myself getting very frustrated listening to um, the news, watching mm-hmm. social media and yeah. reading comments, um, mm-hmm. both on different, uh, both on different like blogs that I read, different news sites that I visit, uh, different you know, different channels that I watch, and different you know people that I follow on social media, and it just started. There was, it was a lot, and so I had, <laughs> I called you. I was like, I need to organize myself. <laughs> I know. We need to talk about this, awesome. and I need to organize because I don't know what it's going to sound like. But we need to. I need to filter. So I, I, yeah. I grabbed the piece of paper and I started writing, writing. Like anytime a topic came up, you, I wrote it down. Right, 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 right. And it was just like, 
get everything onto a piece of paper, get it out of my head and get it onto a piece of paper so I can see it. So I can see all of these things, all of these issues at play, you know, mm-hmm. that are being discussed. And so that we can create a parameter for what this show, what we're going to talk about, right? And so it's right. like, we're, you know, there's, you know, issues at play are like cultural biases, law enforcement, white supremacy, uh, political leadership, you know, you know the, the conversation of, you know, the response to hate is, is rioting not good or not good. Oh, the impact of social media has had, like voter turnout, the fucking quarantine mindset that everyone was in, all of these things. It created like a fucking perfect storm, like a perfect shit storm. Yeah. For everyone to have their own personal opinion about it. Some of them coming from a place definitely of their own privilege and not being able to see past it. Um, mm-hmm. Others just so enraged, not being able to see past their anger, um, yeah. which makes it nearly impossible for a conversation to actually be had. Yeah, it's very fresh, and everybody's on high. Uh, you know, their emotions are very high right now, and you can't you can't have proper conversations when you're in that state. Uh, and so, yeah, so it's difficult, and there's and it's so hard not to deviate. Like even as we are mm-hmm. speaking right now, there's I'm like. I feel like I'm speaking so much slower because I keep running into these barricades in my mind. Like, no, 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 we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Not because we're holding back on anything, but for the, for the sake of staying organized and on track. So like, this can be something productive, right? Um, yeah, yeah, like so we're going to so make, let's make, we're going to make, if we're going to make a, <laughs> this is a really shitty metaphor, but I actually love it. If we're going to make, a salad, we're not going to put shoes in the salad. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. I'm gonna stick. I'm with you. Yeah, let's just yeah, let's let's stick to the stuff that goes in the salad. Yeah, that's my mom. Yeah. My mom my mom loves that one. So shout out to Nora. <laughs> there we go. Um so what what uh, so where did you like to go? I'll tell you this much. These are the things that these are the. I said a lot in a lot, a lot of those issues, and a lot of those issues have very several many sub issues. And if anybody is ever is if anyone is interested in a copy of our outline, you can send us an email to malakamedia at gmail dot com, and I will publish or I will publish it on maybe I'll publish it on the website. We'll talk yeah. about all that later. Yeah. Um, but it's just like how my brain thinks and how I organize myself, and when I put all of these issues at play. I realized something that I came to a conclusion that I came to very quickly is that I am not an expert on any of these issues. Nope. So I cannot speak to any of them as an, as an, as an authority on them to provide, like to provide anybody who's listening, uh, you know, uh, a very simple, like, here you go answer and remedy to these things because they are systemic. Mm. They are generational. They have, they have preceded us. And like I said, the ex- my experience tells me they will likely, like they will pass us through yeah. our past our life and pass the next generation unless there is a serious, like a serious agreed upon uh, focus of change. Um, and I, I t- I've said in the past that I'm hopeful I, I'm cautiously optimistic or I prepare for the worst and hope for the best. I don't know that I can hope for the best. 
I mean, I, I guess I can hope for the best. Like you can put your energy out there and I'm, but I'm not one of these, like, you know, you have to be, I'm not, I, I'm not positive when it comes to this. No. Only because experience just tells us that, and you mentioned this to me, is that everyone is hot right now. Hot, mm-hmm. hot, hot. Yep. But something will come along. Yep. And the, and it'll, it'll distract us. It'll take us away. Yep. Pull our attention. And the next thing you know, like the, the feelings of anger and hurt and all that, all that momentum that had been building is where'd it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? You know, that's one thing that, you know, um, I wasn't even going to bring it up, but I'll, as somebody who's worked in and for the community for about 12 years now, mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, I would say that that is something that we need to fight right there is we need to encapsulate this energy and we need to, we need to, we need to spread it out so we don't burn out because historically what happens is people, all everyone's senses are up. Everyone is on high alert and they burn out, they exhaust themselves. They go back down to the other extreme of apathy Yeah, and nothing changes. So, you know, the, one of the things that, that we're going to talk about later, and I don't mean to jump ahead, but like, you know, we need to have this energy in, in um, October, in October, November, we need to, this same energy that we have now, we need to have then. And in the last, you know, uh, you know, what we've seen growing up and in the last 12 years of my career, I'm worried that that might come true. But the more I see the intensity of and the intentions of people and in the amounts that I'm seeing it in, at least, you know, through social media, I, I have a feeling that this is different this time. And that is being optimistic. And that's the most optimistic thing I've said since this incident with George Floyd occurred. That is the most optimistic thing I've said. Um, so, and, and it, I, I see a lot of people admitting that they don't know what it's like to be robbed of certain privileges. And they really don't know what life is like as a black person in the United States of America. And I think that the the approach of I'm here to listen, I'm here to learn. These are my traits. These are my qualities. This is how I can help utilize me. And let's 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 do this once and for all. Let's fight this once and for all. And that's the most optimistic I think I could be right now. I have a question. Sure. And it's, this is why I love talking to you because we can have preliminary conversations and, and then you say something and it just, my mind starts going and it comes up. You start earlier in the podcast, you mentioned how you're a man of faith. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you, fuck, what did you just say? About encapsulating the energy and holding it for October and, 12 years working for the community in the community um, and utilized me 
for whatever. I'm here to listen. I'm here to learn. That here are my traits. This is what I can offer. Utilize me. That's. I think that's pretty much what I, I can't. Fuck. It was something to do with your. You said something, and it was. Oh, it related. Oh, to yeah, you. yeah. That 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 I've always looked at other human beings as brothers and sisters. No. And God damn it! I fucking hate when that happens. I'm so pissed right now. All right. Well, maybe it'll come to you again. But anyway, but that's the most optimistic that I've been. Um, and I think I see more people taking that approach. And, uh, and yeah, so, you know, let's see, you know, let's see where, where this goes. I'm, I think that I'm glad that we didn't record yesterday. Yeah. Because our emotions were really, really, really high. Uh, and it's not about us, but it was just regarding different things too. And um, so I'm glad that we're, that we're recording now in a, in a place where we can, in a space, mental space, where we can be, we can have good conversation and we can be productive. I, uh, I want to shift gears mm-hmm. um, and discuss, like, when I mentioned cultural biases, um, one of the things that I jotted down here with regard to that is the, the, is the notion of privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've spent a lot of time looking, I've spent a lot of time reading about it. I've spent a lot of time, uh, coming to understand what it is and what it means. Um, I, I am sure that you have as well. I know I've mentioned it a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just, you know, there's, um, where I see a lot of people divided, especially this is a fucking. This is definitely a very unique Miami thing, um, in that you have uh, you have a group of uh, either like sons and daughters of or of of immigrants, especially like Cuban immigrants, um, come in here who are white passing, yeah, or they consider themselves white because they've been told "tu eres blanquito," mm-hmm. but. In this country, you still check. You don't check white. You check Hispanic, Latino, um, right. and you. If you were to move to, most of us would move to any other country, and they someone here is speaking Spanish, and the likely, depending on where we move in this country, the opera week you will very likely be called out for being not an American, and it's not. It's something that you don't. You can't experience in Miami because of the, the culture that we have down here. So people don't under, I think it's really easy for a lot of people that grew up alongside of us who are the sons and daughters of immigrants or like the grandchildren of immigrants because we're already like two or three generations, depending on where you are in the world, like in your, in your family, you're either two or three yeah. generations removed. Um, and they, and they try to, they try to find, we have, human beings have this innate, like, thing in them to try to relate to other people as to like as a way to like i guess empathize with what's going on empathize and connect yeah sure you know and to like find compassion and that is a what i've what i've come to understand Mm -hmm. and i see it is that it is impossible impossible to do that when it comes to the african-american experience in this country Mm-hmm. Because, for example, let's just use the Cuban. Let's use the Cuban American 
you know, the Jews of the Cuban American diaspora that happened with the grandparents who left Cuba, you know, after the revolution um, or during the revolution came to this country um, and were met with, you know, tons of hatred. You know, all the images are out there. No Spanish, no Jews, no blacks, no Cubans, no Jews, no blacks. Miami didn't want you. You still showed up. You set up your little town. You, you made do with what you could. You left everything behind. You had nothing. And so for some reason along the line, you feel like you understand what it must be like to be discriminated against, right? And I'm certain that anyone who can check a box on a minority group has an experience where they have felt, you know, discriminated against because of one of those, you know, protected classes, right? Fine. It it does not even come close. Mm -hmm. And it never will. Because you have Mm -hmm. people and families who have been able to, even though their grandparents or great-grandparents still have the trauma of the experience of, you know, of the revolution, of being, of having to leave your country and everything behind, of having your family displaced, of maybe having people killed. That is a trauma in and of itself, but it doesn't, I don't, and I'm going to take a stand. It doesn't fucking come close to what has happened to black people in this country at all, at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, th- the, only, the only argument, it's not an argument, actually. It's just the only thing to consider in this situation is that um, people's pain and pain related to trauma is all relative to the person, right? So yes. I may have gone through something minimal, but in my emotional reaction, it's a trauma nonetheless. So my pain in that trauma is, is real, you know, so the the issue becomes when we start comparing traumas like as if we understand. So like I'm never going to discount or devalue the traumatic events of my life because somebody, you know, has it worse. Like that's one thing like a lot of people in therapy will say, well, I guess other people have it worse. And I just say, well, you just you just devalued your pain. You just discounted your own pain because your pain is real. And you're not going to feel better by saying that somebody has it worse off. However, that, 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 that downfall, though, of like rushing to compare your trauma, like, oh, I know what that feels like because I went through this. And you're like, no, you, it's we don't know. Being an African-American in Miami, in Miami, Miami, United States, we don't know. It is at another level. It is like an un, constant underlying part of your life. It's not one event. It's something that has not been able to be remedied through generations the way that the Cuban-American diaspora was, has been remedied exactly. for so many people. So yep. many of us who are the, the children and grandchildren of those people have been able to acclimate, pass, and, and thrive in exactly. a way that generation upon generation upon generation upon like you're talking about great, 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 great. I have not. They've just been completely, they've, they've completely been hobbled yeah. by, this, by, this, by this system and by the people and who defeated. run the system. And defeated. And defeated, I mean. Okay, and, but, and there's more of this. The inability, the inability of a, the inability of white people to see that is a, is a big part of the problem. 
It's a and it, huge and, part and, of and it, it's, right? a, it's, it's that inability to see that, or in, it's either an inability, and I talk about, I'll say this a lot, I think tonight, is the, either a person's inability or unwillingness. And the inability could be because they just don't have the capacity of it, they just haven't learned how to figure it out, or they're too lazy to do it, or ultimately they just don't, they're unwilling because it, it forces them into a position of being uncomfortable that they just don't like to do because human beings, for the most part, don't like being uncomfortable, especially when you live in an ice house in Cora Gable and your BMW and you went to private school and da 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 yeah. yeah. Right? Always because, yeah, because, you know, I feel like, you know, if, if you say to somebody, hey, if you say to a white person, hey, picture this, for as long as your family has been privileged, black people have not been privileged. Think about that for a second. For how many generations has your you know, family been privileged, right? Well, whatever we're defining privilege to be. Look, I have a um, really good, can, can we, I just yes, want to like go, go through these, this bullet point thing that I wrote on. Yeah, please. So when please, it comes please, to like, absolutely. let's talk about like what it means to understand privilege, right? And so yeah. here, the privilege, the feeling of it, privilege does, doesn't mean that you've never had a struggle. Privilege doesn't mean that you don't work hard. Privilege doesn't mean that you never had tragedy in your life. I'm literally reading this. Privilege does not mean that you've never had to suffer or bear suffering. Privilege does not mean that you haven't been discriminated against in some other way. Um, Even for the people who have been discriminated against for being white. Like, that doesn't mean that. Uh, Privilege means that there are a lot of things that we've never had to think twice about that black people have to think about all the fucking time. Privilege means that we've never had to wonder if we've been held back or passed over or treated differently because of the color of our skin. Right. And And things that are fundamental to us as a person, especially like as something as visible as the color of your skin. Yeah. You know, that's when it comes, that's what that means. And, and a failure to grasp that is either, and like is to me at this point now is an unwillingness. You're just like, no, that's not a thought that doesn't exist. Right. No, no. And, and, and the, the, mis- the misinterpretation of that is, you know, like the, like the response that really gets under my skin is like, okay, I get, sorry, I, I like to make voices when it, yes. but you know, okay, I, I get that I'm privileged, but you know what? I, don't, I shouldn't have to feel ashamed for being privileged. And those, that is like one of those, like, okay, you really don't get it. Like you're so far off the mark. Nobody ever said you have to feel ashamed of the privileged life you have. That is, you just made it about you again. Like, yeah. no, the privilege, that shit is always about you. Okay, that's a it's, privilege in itself. This is not about you. Oh, I shouldn't feel ashamed. No one's asking you to, it's not your fault that you were born into this family. It's not your fault that you have a privileged life. It's not your fault that you're white, right? That is, there's nothing to be ashamed of there, but stop and acknowledge and understand the paradigm and the life and the suffering, you know, that, 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 that black America has had to go through. And, and, and every day, it's not just these incidents. It's not just Rodney King. It's not just George Floyd. It's, you know, like racial profiling. Or Eric Gardner or Philando Castile yeah. or Breonna Taylor yeah. or Ahmed Arbery. Or- exactly. It goes more than that. It's, it's, it's the racial profiling. It's the, you know, it's, it's kids that I've worked with saying, I'm probably not going to get into that college. Or, of course, he'll get into that college because, you know, you know, I'm not white. So, therefore, I've 
had these conversations with kids where it's an assumption, it's just so embedded that it's just like, it's so matter of fact to them that it's unacceptable, man. You know? So yeah. So privilege is the, the, that if you're tempted to be like, well, guess what? I'm not going to be ashamed of my, no one's asking you to be ashamed. It's not about you. Not only is no one asking you to be ashamed, but there's no strike that there's when somebody says when I've heard that as well, and I didn't get it before, but having done, having spent time reading and, and really enjoying and finding a lot of, um, positive influence from Eckhart Tolle and his understanding and explanation of what the ego mind yes. does to us mm-hmm. is that it, if you see someone else out there uh, like shining a light on something that is unfair and you have benefited from that unfairness, it is easy for the ego to stand up and say, defend yourself. Right. <laughs> That's right. Right? Like Very all of a sudden it's like, well, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I didn't ask for this. Right. You know, this isn't my fault. And that's, and that's where the conversations get muddled. Yes. Because, because first of all, that person doesn't understand the difference between like that feeling having being only a feeling and the defensiveness rising up in them to, 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 to just be like, I'm not wrong. Hey, hey, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not a racist. Right. You know, right, right. but yeah. it, it's, it, it, I, I believe it makes you a better person to say, to acknowledge that, hey, yeah, like, it's possible that I've definitely benefited from the fact that I am white passing. And I say white passing because I am not Caucasian. I am Hispanic. My parents are Cuban. I'm, my father's Cuban. My mom's from Ecuador. So, like, but... Listen, I walk down the street, and if I don't open my mouth, I definitely, you couldn't pick me for being gay, and no one would pick me for being, you know, maybe I'm a little, I'm definitely very tan right now. But for the most part, white. <laughs> yeah. White. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, I'm, from, I'm from Santiago, Chile. Yeah. And I've had, I've had people at the cash register at public speak Spanish about me in front of me, assuming that I don't know Spanish. So it's like, yeah, yeah, white passing for sure. White passing. <laughs> white passing. <laughs> and, and in this country, that's a benefit. Yeah. It's more of a benefit than a detriment. Let's put it that way. Sure. Because there's going to be people who are going to be like, oh, it's, uh, it's the, you know, like, what was the thing that you said about the college thing? What it, uh, it, oh, it was that, a word uh, for yeah. it. For college, it was a it was a term that was used. It was super popular in the '90s, and it was these like markers that these institutions had to hit in order for them to get funding. And it was called oh, the, qu- the quotas. I had another word. Oh, I don't know. Someone starts yelling at me right now, and they're like, "It's this thing, whatever." Anyways, right. that, and it's like, okay, well, you know what? You know, there's a when when the system is has been built. With, it, with so many inequities and attempts are made to, to do that, to, to, to provide equity, um, then, and someone feels like it's unfair to them all of a sudden, it's like, congratulations for a second. This one incident in your little, in your fucking little life, you got left back or you were not considered or the color of your skin 
uh, did play. Right. And, it, and you were so pissed for like that. You didn't get into darkness. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, you had to go to your second choice college. Oh. Right. I feel so I'm bad sorry. for you. <laughs> sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> no. I know, it's, man. It's bad. When I look around and when I have these conversations with, like, the friends that I have, um, it, it's better. I, I definitely feel like it's better now than it's ever been before. Um, and maybe that's just because I've chosen better people to surround myself with. Probably. Um, Thank you for that. I appreciate it. And, like, I just, like, listen, there's people who just like to talk about things. And I'm always just kind of, like, you know, I'll throw in, like, a little. People will say something, and I'll be like, oh, that's a nice little privilege of yours that you have. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that, um, that's a, I think then that's a, big, that's a big factor that needs to be acknowledged in order to proceed in the conversation in, that, in the one that we're having. Yeah, yeah, and that's and again, so we it's it's that's what you know that that kid that didn't get into Dartmouth does have a right to be you know upset and and go through it, but it's like you said, imagine if this were all the time, or imagine if this were like an ongoing thing, or imagine if you never would have even applied just because in your mind you just automatically knew by default because it's your default that they're not going to take me. So like, you know, you go to your second choice school, you know, whatever, but imagine, imagine every step of your life questioning, you know, that, or sometimes not even trying because of the conditioning, the social conditioning. And, and Listen, of course, what about like, I mean, like, we don't even, I'm, I'm jumping around, but it's like, go ahead. It's most fine. people that are complaining about having to go to their second choice school have definitely reached a higher level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. that they can have that kind of habit in. They didn't, they have what they've gone through most of those like foundational, like basic kind of hierarchies um, unscathed, yeah. unscathed by the pressure, by the need of injustice of racism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've gone through that. Like, oh, look at you. You, the likelihood is you probably had two parents, even if they weren't married, because there's a lot of divorce, but you were there, there, mom, dad. And the likelihood is they probably gave you the, what you needed to thrive. Yeah. You didn't go hungry. Uh, you weren't cold. Uh, you, you, you were able to go to school. You had supplies, you had shoes, you had clothes, you know, the basic it's basic. And I know not everybody, and I know I'm making generalizations, but when we're talking about this, it, generalizations, I think, are, are, are fine. Mm-hmm. Because for the most part, and for, for the very, very large part, uh, the inequity is huge. Yeah. And period. And period. And period. That's it. That's, That's all it. That, I mean, and, and so I, I just want... I guess what, you know, what it, that's where things get lost because really what we need to do is, is so simple. And that's just, you know, like I said before, you know, like, okay, let me try and 
as impossible as it may be, I'm still going to make an honest effort to try to picture what it must be like to see somebody of your race get killed and just someone that looks like you, you know, someone that looks like you, someone that looks yeah. like your dad, your brother, your your yeah. uncle, your cousin, your best friend, your like. Anyway, George, it's happening all the time. Like Will Smith said, it's not getting worse. It's getting filmed. You know, it's happened all the time. This has always occurred. This isn't, uh, you know, this isn't new. I mean, it's really fascinating when, when I talk to my kids and I'm, and, and I say it like assuming that they know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, with Rodney King, they're like, who is Rodney King? You know? And I had to like, take a moment, show the video you know, like the whole thing, and this is what happened, and this, you know, the LA riots, and basically gave them a lesson because they're super interested right now, and and do they're you, asking what they can do. You know, I have a question. Do you can do you recall what your parents' reaction was to this? Is a segue to the rioting that happened in LA after the acquittal of the officers who beat the shit out of Rodney King? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I remember it so clearly. Uh, because it's actually not too far off than how I reacted. So it's really, it's really incredible, the parental influence. The whole okay, thing with I'm curious. Oh, do you want to uh, share it, or do you want me to yeah, go first? Yeah, yeah, no, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. My, my mom, I remember um, her face. She, I, she didn't cry, but she was never much of a crier anyway. But I remember even in, like, Hollywood movies with impactful scenes. I never saw her, you know, put her hand over her mouth like this. And this is, so I'm, I'm talking about the video. The, there's two, the video and then the talking, we found out that. No, no, no. I'm talking about, so Rodney King, the beating of Rodney King happens, right? Right. Four officers right. get charged, right? A lot right. of time so, passes by between when the video is released of the beating, when the, the officers are tried and they're all acquitted, and then the LA riots begin because of the acquittal. Yeah. My question, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you remember, my question to you is, did your parents have a reaction, a verbal reaction sure. to the rioting in LA? Yes. What was it? To, not to the rioting, to the acquittal. Nah. Then, so they didn't have a, they didn't have a, then, then the answer is no. The, um, they didn't have a reaction to the riots. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, of course. Okay. So, well, they, my what dad, was it? I, 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 well, my dad was just like, this is, they're, they're, they're angry and rightfully so. And this is the only way they feel they can be heard. Really? Yeah. Is, is For the, real? The, the, Your dad is super progressive. Yeah. My dad is like, es la única manera que lo escuchan. I remember him saying that like so clearly, like his, I remember it's like his voice is in my ear right now. Es la única manera que lo escuchan. And I, and I was, you know, yeah. I love it when you surprise me, Carlos. I'm oh. surprised. I literally, because I remember, I remember my American family being like, somos animales. <laughs> somos, somos animales. Somos, somos animales. They're basically dehumanizing them, right? And it's a fucking classic, classic, classic case, um, classic, classic, like tool used um, in cultural warfare. And I don't think they were doing it on purpose. I think that's just how they were fucking raised. Um, and like, and but when they referring to referring to that referring to what's happening in LA as the people that were writing as animals, like those are animals doing that, and they're doing yeah. it to their own community. That is, that's that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I, 
could there, I didn't have the capacity to understand that at what, 12, 11, 12, 13. I can't remember. I think it was 92. I don't exactly remember where I was. We were like 12, we were like 12 or 13. And, and, you know, at that age, you, you're so, you're so dying to be a part of something important that I just joined in on the, on the hate, you know, like screw cops, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I had the iced tea album. Kill, what, what was it called? Oh, for real? Yeah. 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 Like I was, was that the NWA album, like Fuck the Police, or? Well, that was before Rodney King, but uh, but then there was like many other, you know, like I know Ice T came out with a with an album, or I, there was a point where Ice T was part of a rock band and he came out with an album. I don't know, I don't know, uh, but basically, like I remember wanting to jump on board with that, and you know, um, yeah, my my I was very. I'm very grateful for my dad. My dad, and, and th this is like, I hate the fact that I'm going to say this because, oh, you know, oh, I have a lot of black friends. Like, I hate that, you know what I mean? But my dad, in fact, at the time had a lot of African-American uh, friends, which is very interesting because my dad barely spoke English. But my dad spent a lot of time working in downtown Miami. And I remember like growing up, like there would be like a Jamaican drum steel, uh, steel drum bands on the street. And like, he would like walk by and just start dancing with them. And like, he was always very friendly and he hung out a lot at Tobacco Road and, you know, soul nights and stuff like that. So anyway, but uh, he was very much in touch with that community. So I, I think thanks to him, it just taught me like when, if I was ever in a room with, and I'm not trying to like make a point here, but I'm just saying like- It definitely sounds like I a was, unique experience. I, yeah, I was always able to walk into a room with African-Americans and not feel like anything really. Um, until the Rodney King and the acquittal happened and all that, then, then things changed. Not for me personally, but, you know, in general, in my, in my perception and society and all that. So here we are in 2020, you know, and I'm, I'm explaining to my kids and it's the same thing, but now it's really nice that I get to explain to them how it's not really the same thing. Um, and I think that's cool. You know, I think it's, I'm really enjoying showing them some Instagram posts. I'm really enjoying you know, the Blackout Tuesday thing, explaining that. My son posted, he, he posted Blackout Tuesday of just a black, you know, on his Instagram, you know? And so when I was 12, I wanted to be, I wasn't so concerned with being part of the solution, you know? And my son, who's the same age that I was when, you know, 1992 or whatever, he wants to be part of the solution. So I think that's really, really cool too. So I hope, and I feel that, not I hope, I feel that that's happening in general all around. The, the, the advent of the camera phone has made it impossible to hide from what's going on. Right. Something that, you know, it's going to change. It, has, it definitely has already changed a lot of things. I think it's going to continue to change a lot of things. Um, it's going to make, uh, it makes for, it, it definitely makes for clear narratives in spite of what, people want to twist it into. Um, and I want to now, like, I try to segue into rioting. And I want to get back into it if you're okay with that. Because the, the, there's a very, the conversation about now riots mm -hmm. as an effect of the murder of George Floyd. Right, right. Is a, a, is a very, is a hot topic. Yeah, it's a hot topic. Sure. And so I want you and I to unpack that okay. before we move on to solutions. Yeah, yeah. Or, okay. you know, that. Okay. Okay. And so 
I want to read a quote, mm-hmm. and I want to know what you think about it, and then I'm going to tell you who said it. And so the quote is, while no one, cond- while no one condones looting, on the other hand, one could understand the pent-up feelings that may result from decades of repression in people who have had members of their family killed by a regime, for them to be taking their feelings out on that regime. And I don't think there's anyone in, I don't think there's anyone in any of those pictures um, or videos, I'm paraphrasing, who wouldn't accept it as, as part of the price from getting rep- from a repressed regime to freedom. Mm-hmm. That was Donald Rumsfeld who said that, who was the former Secretary of Defense for George Bush in 2003 in response yeah. to what was happening in Iraq. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. And I know I didn't get it all right, um, but the gist is that. And that's literally what's happening. Uh, yes. It's happening now. Mm-hmm. You have... And then there's... A, our gym posted up. Did you see? Did you watch the the Lincoln bio post today that yeah, that's so yeah, posted? And really it's a very famous it. it's a very famous speech by Martin Luther King where he talks about um, riots being the voice. What is it that he's? What's do you remember the words? Riots. Uh, no, I don't the, remember. I don't remember the words to be honest with you. Anyways, a lot of people have been using. I have have quoted. Have used a specific quote, um, but it's taken out of context. Yeah. It's been taken out of context in that, like, you know, I should have written it down. Anyhow, most people know what I'm talking about. And if not, look it up, you know, Google Martin Luther King quote, right? And, and watch the video. Actually, we'll post, we should, like, we should post a link. Yeah, we should post video. a bunch of links. In yeah, we'll do that. We promise we will do that. Anyways, um, and it is that um, there's this, there's a, there's a confluence of energy when it comes to manifestation in this country. Um, I, for one, historic, have seen that historically civil unrest definitely leads to action when mm-hmm. peaceful demonstrations don't do anything. You know, right. there's been, I mean, I've seen very many, very many images and memes um, of Colin Kaepernick taking a knee and everyone just, and, and him being decried by everybody mm-hmm. for his peaceful protest. He was literally protesting this, you know, what, two, three years ago? Yeah. He fucking lost his job over it. Anyhow, and now, you know, I, 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 the thing that he was saying that was happening and all of the things that he was protesting in a very peaceful manner and everyone telling him to shut the fuck up and go the fuck away. And... I'm pretty sure the president said something very disparaging about him as well um, to like either get him off the field or something like that. Anyhow, um, just like, what do you expect? Mm -hmm. What's to be expected? Also, the idea that a person, I'm going to be cautious here because I don't want to sound like I'm in favor of it. I, Mm -hmm. you know, I do believe that private property should be respected. I do. Um, as a private property owner, I don't want someone throwing a fucking window, a brick through my window. You know, CVS didn't do it. You know, has, I, don't, I don't know any, I don't know anyone on the board of CVS, but I'm pretty sure they haven't done anything. I'm pretty sure that a lot of uh, businesses, especially like small businesses and entrepreneurs, 
that maybe were barely getting by and scraping by through fucking the COVID-19 quarantines and, and all What's the economic that? setbacks. COVID-19. Those, huh? Oh, yeah, remember that? We're still in a quarantine, by the way. Um, <laughs> and even despite that, like, they, maybe they were making it by just barely, but this was, yeah, like, the man. fucking, the, this is, like, the, the nail in the coffin for them. But, and I, and, I, and I understand that, and there's tons of, like, relief efforts on their behalf, and they're not, I, I'm hopeful that they'll be able to get by. But even still, like, I, um, I, I do not value property over humanity mm-hmm. and so when as a society we we turn the blood we turn a blind eye to systemic racism but raise eyebrows and criticize destruction of private property i want by the people who seem to be the ones that are affected by it because there's also this like agitator thing and is it Antifa or is it white supremacists? Mm-hmm. Are they both? Blah blah blah. Which is another like it's a that's a fog to like just kind of muddle the issue, you know. Uh, still, even still, the idea that anyone could say to me that they value or that they're valuing where what they're saying seems to put a higher value on property or like property values and monetary, you know, things over the plight of the people, to me, just, it doesn't make sense, you know? Like, yeah. if a person has ever, I wrote this down, and this is, like, a thought that I had myself, and it's, like, if you have, no, hold on, where is it? If you are criticizing anger riots, um, oh, here's one. If, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place here right now. Uh, well, I mean, sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. There's just, uh, you know, this, the, the, it's so hard. It's so hard to talk about. And I'm just gonna, I don't think you know, that's where I disagree with you. I don't think it's yeah. that hard to talk about. I don't well, think it's hard course, to talk about. Well, I mean, it, I it think is because, you know, you have people, you know, I, so like, here's the thing. Let's, let's just backtrack because. It goes back to the privilege thing. Like I get like, okay, I'm sorry that someone threw a brick through your window and now it's going to cost you a lot of fucking money. And maybe you're in a really hard spot right now because you've been quarantined and you haven't had the opportunity to generate as much revenue as you would have. And now you're behind on your books right. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And I don't discount that you have a victim of, of a byproduct of systemic racism at the hands of, you know, at the hands of people, uh, at the hands of like a civil unrest, you know? Yeah. And so I, I can have sympathy for the, for the business owner who's like directly impacted by that and still be like, and not have to condone the action. I mean, the thing and is, not be like and like and not and not and not to sh- and not shit on people out there who literally feel like that's their only way to be heard. Yeah, um, it's just it, it, there. There's there's like sub layers to this, and that's why it's it is complicated because uh, you know people look at the American flag and and they say, you know, you're not you're not holding up to what I was promised in this country and you're not listening and it's going to cause, you know, 
rage and and yes there will be riots and because what do they have to lose i mean the the flag promises certain things and they're not being treated in the same way that most people who live here are treated and um and then, but then you know then there's like the question of productivity right there's a question of being productive so i personally don't find it productive that you go into your own neighborhoods and you know an african-american neighborhood and you burn down you know the the corner barber shop you know it's all that business owner has you know um do i give a fuck if they riot if they looted bayside i don't give a fuck if they looted bayside but you know, but, you most, know, but, you the know. most the what was the the quote was like more locals went to Bayside two nights ago than they've been there since 1997. Like, well, there's two. Well, there's two. There, there's that one, and then there's like you can tell that a lot of the rioters are not from here because no one from Miami goes to Bayside. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Know? Yeah. So, but um, but then you know, but that's why there are sublayers. That's why there's never just one answer. I mean, you know, I can't get on board with that. I can't get on board with, you know. Um, you know, burning down the small businesses of your own community that you're trying to represent. And then, so at that point, that's when, you know, we have to treat this like, very gently because there's there's people who are rioting with a purpose and then there's other people who are just, you know, angry. 100%. No there's, 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 no people who are, there's people who, there's honestly, there, listen, we, we will, okay, fine. Why? I will acknowledge for this conversation that in this country, you have fucking anarchists who just want to see everything burn to the ground. And they will take any opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Any opportunity. You also have people who want to, you also have people who are very, very motivated um, to discredit any kind of progress made by minority groups and like by Black Lives Matter. So they will disguise themselves as, as protesters right. in order to cause, to wreak havoc. Yeah. And to engage the police mm-hmm. for them to like for the, to engage the police and then get and get shit started, shit started. Right. People who will spray spray paint walls with Black Lives Matter who literally have no fucking clue what that means, but they know how to incite, uh-huh. and not only not to incite the people the people affected by it, but to incite law enforcement to engage with the people affected by it to then like keep the fucking circle of hate and brutality going over and over again and And that's the scariest part of this whole thing to be honest if there are like that if a person has ever cheered on any kind of civil unrest preceded that was preceded by protests by citizens against their governments for instance the arab spring even more, even more, very recently, Hong Kong versus China. Mm-hmm. This country was like, I mean, Donald Trump just fucking praised Hong Kong protesters and then turned his, his own fucking forces against peaceful protesters outside of the White House so that he can get a photo op in front of the fucking church. And so if you are a person who has ever cheered on uh, a civil unrest that ended up in a protest of their government and are now condemning what's happening in this country, you are a fucking hypocrite. Hmm. Yeah, it's, a good it's literally what's happening here. You have an entire room of people saying, this is unfair. You're treating us unfairly. We're going to protest. And then somewhat, you know, then the, 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 the day turns into night and violence begins because 
law. Inevitably, I wonder what would happen if law enforcement didn't show up. <laughs> Could you imagine? Imagine if no one said go. If no one told them to go home, then what would they do? Do you do you think they would just burn down the entire city? I don't know, man. I I don't I don't think we're in a position to risk finding out. You know, as far as like, you know, like economics. Okay, fine. Let's, let's yeah. not, since we're on the topic of riots, here's the other one. Uh, I like, so I, I use the word anger riots to describe what's happening now, mm -hmm. right? And so if you're yeah. criticizing these anger riots and have never said shit about victory riots, mm -hmm. yep. you know, like my team won the Super Bowl, burn the city down. <laughs> then fuck you you're a hypocrite right 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 yeah man i mean there's just there's a lot of you know i think that and you know that that i feel strongly about this and it's just i i don't feel any kind of way about rioting i just feel like it's been done in the past and it hasn't worked so you know my favorite posts that i've seen is is all related to to that of you know people of all races saying wait a minute okay this hasn't worked so let's do something different and i'm a big fan of that because my initial reaction last week and i had a moment a, a couple of days of sadness and and a lot of that sadness was triggered by how has nothing changed like, how are we seeing this again and again and again? And then you go back and it's, this, and it's the same injustice with the same reactions, no change. So I'm loving all the content out there about let's do something different. I'm not, the riots, you know what, as long as they don't go into residences to like, you know, kill families, innocent families that have done nothing, then I, I'm, as long as that's not happening, whatever. Protesting is a beautiful right that we have. And I, and I, and I'll, I love that. I love peaceful protests because it's a, a right that we have that not everybody gets around the world. And we should always take full advantage of that. Uh, so, but, but then I, it goes- I want to take, I want you to like, pause like, for a uh, second. Mm -hmm. I want to know what would, what would it take for you, Carlos Escania, to put on your shoes and walk out onto the streets and protest? Um, like, like this this uh, gentleman said, Killer Mike. It would have to be backed with a plan that consists of, and I'm just trying to find the text that I sent you. Oh yeah, I mean, I, and then to to uh, to plot. Plotting, planning, strategizing, organizing, and mobilizing. There would have to be a follow-through. Protesting would have to be a part of a plan. My question Not to you is, what, what, do you, what do you... Do you have anything that you hold so strongly and so dearly that you would be willing to march the streets and yell and scream to ensure that you are able to have? Yeah. yeah. What is our, that? Our, 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 our First Amendment. An attempt to try to take away our ability to protest. That Great. I would go protest for that. <laughs> I'm so, <laughs> like, so, so happy you said that. 
Yeah. I'm so happy you said that because the likelihood is, I mean, well, we're already, we're already under curfew, right? Yeah. Right. So, and if you were to walk outside right now and protest, you're, you're, and you go out into the street and start a protest down the block into like mm-hmm. downtown Coral Gables, mm-hmm. you're going to be arrested. Yeah. And a, a curfew was literally the government's way of shutting you down and telling you to stay the fuck home. You're not allowed to go out. Yeah. Um, would you do it? Would I do it at the risk of getting arrested? I mean, the curfew is an, is an infringement on your First Amendment right to, to peacefully gather. Well, all right. So I am so glad you asked this question. I mean, I'm not a constitutional professor, nor am I a constitutional attorney. No, 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 no. But this is, this is, I'm so, but I'm like, let's talk about that. I didn't know we were going to go in this direction, but I didn't think either. I didn't didn't either. That's why you brought it up. I'll tell you, I, I'm, but I'm so happy you did because I have been second guessing myself so much this week. And every time I take a turn, there's validation. And I'm like, okay, I'm not mm-hmm. crazy. I'm not crazy. And here's what I love about your question. The answer to your question is no, I wouldn't. Why? Because I'm 41. I have two kids at home. I have a wife at home. I have responsibilities. I have a career that involves helping people. I have people that are counting on me to help them, which I am creating change. One of the things I love most about my job is that I create change from the inside out. So people can go protest and that does create change, but I create change in a different, more direct way. And I want to be able to go to work the next day and not be in a jail cell. Plus I have kids. Brings me to the point of in the past, and please fact check, fact check me on this. Okay. Because I don't have the statistics and I don't have, and I don't have fancy resources, but I'll tell you this, that I would say that in the past, in these situations, People, once they hit the age of 40 and they have these responsibilities, are less likely to participate in this. So in turn, what's happened is in the past, they, a lot of people in that age group have turned their back on this kind of this mentality like, well, let the younger people handle it. But now today, 2020, being 40 is not what 40 was 20 years ago. And now we have this other demographic of people that we can utilize that in the past we haven't had as much as we could have now is what I mean. I'm not saying it didn't exist, but now, so, so okay, Carlos, go protest. And I'm gonna say, you know what? I can't afford to get arrested tonight, but I can be utilized elsewhere in whatever. That's why the plot, the plan, the strategize, organize, mobilize mentality is so good because it's like, okay, you know, okay, you're, who's, who's married with children here? Okay, you're not going to go protest, but we need you here. This is what we need you to do. You know, what do you do for a living? Okay, can you utilize that to help us in any way? Yes, I can, right? So talent, treasure, and time. Those are the three things that you can contribute to any cause to make true change. So, you know, and that is what has me most optimistic because in the past, you know, like you didn't see 45-year-old hippies in, the, in 1969. I mean, maybe there were, you know, but it wasn't the majority. Most hippies were what age group? You know, they were like at best, at latest, maybe 30, you like know? My, my, my recollection so, of American historical protests is like the Tea Party and then the Civil Rights Movement in the 1960s. I can't think of anything in between. 
Okay. All right. Well, so, so <laughs> which is the like reason why no, years. the reason why that's happened is because yeah, we enter an age where we have more responsibilities and we're not going to go out and get arrested, you know, because we have to come home. We have to come back home that night. But that's what's that's what makes this situation with George Floyd and all the and all the others. I'm sorry, I don't know their names respectfully, but but um, what makes this different now is that. It's, it's different in, in tone. It's different in reach. It's different in, in, in energy. It's different in demographics. It's different in so many, like I, I was miserable for a week. And today, two hours before we started recording, I started feeling optimistic. I saw a video, I shared it with you, you know, the video of the 31 year old black male confronting a 46 year old black male who then brought in a 16-year-old black male, and the message was essentially, don't put yourself in harm's way because we've done this before. It doesn't work. I tried it. It didn't work. This 46-year-old man tried it. It did not work. Don't. We need you to stay out of jail. We need you to stay alive and safe and come up with a better solution. And that that made me tear up because I've been saying this for, and I don't, I hate sounding like a know-it-all and I apologize, but I've been saying this and people are like, Oh, well, come on, man. That's like idealist. Of course we need a different solution. And it's like, uh, yeah, it don't shoot me down. It's true. I mean, all you got to do is look at the past. It's the same thing. We're in a time capsule, the same shit's happening. So therefore we need a different reaction so we can create a different change. And then to see, people, African-Americans saying this to me was like, okay, yes. And that's when I decided, I texted you, George. I said, I've made a decision. I am going to contribute my time, my treasure, and my talent. If an organization wants me to go play music for some kind of benefit or activist event, I'll do it, right? If there's organizations I can donate to, I'm going to do it, right? If there's time that I could spend doing something else to contribute, applying the skills that I have, in the in the in the age bracket that i'm in sign me up but i need to listen learn and understand first yeah this is a very good segue to our final section okay which is hey i don't know but i want to help what can i do i kind of don't know what to do how do i help what do i I say what do we do? Or, or, or uh, here's another question. What am I allowed to do? That's, that's, that's been an, another one. Like, okay, um, so I'm white and I'm hated in this situation. So what am I allowed to do? What? No, okay, stop. that stop, is stop, not. No, 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 no. I'm going to like literally like I'm stamping that out right now because. Uh, Listen, you come to these discussions as a clinician, as a person who wants to help another person. And, and, I, and I am not that person. So if someone would come to me, someone comes to you with that decision, you'd be like, hey, no, it's not the point. Someone comes to me with that, and I'd be like, you know what you can do is just shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I felt like saying that. Yes, of course. I'm like, dude, this is not, what, how is it so hard to understand that this isn't about you? You're yeah. being welcome to the conversation. You're literally being welcomed to the conversation and you're saying, oh, what am I allowed to say? Get the, 
out of here, bro. So listen, blackout. So today was blackout Tuesday. Is that is that what they yeah. were calling it? So, mm-hmm. um, and it, it was. It's. Did you know, the, the 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 people who started behind it? It was like a, it's a music industry thing, mm-hmm. and it got picked up by a lot of other people. Anyways, um, the idea was that you that for people to not post on social media mm-hmm. for 24 hours and to spend that time um, looking for researching um, organizations uh, within their community or maybe nationally um, resources available to them to be able to assist if you want to. It was, so today, today is June, Tuesday, June 2nd. Um, we'll drop this tomorrow. June, yeah. Wednesday, June 3rd. Um, by then, you know, news is traveling so fast and the, the, the series of events that are occurring continue to unfold um, in a way that who knows what next week's episode is going to sound like, but we're not there yet. But for today, um, there are... There are so many resources available to us right now That's in this crazy. moment yeah. that you can literally... You can... It's like going to a Vegas buffet. Thank you. Where it's yep. so much that it can even be overwhelming. Like, oh my God, it's so much. I don't know what to do. I'm not going to do nothing. No, 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 no. Stay focused. There's so much you can do. Now, here, if you really want to help, this is where, this is the thing about, and I want to, we didn't talk about this earlier, and I want to bring it, and I, we said we're going to talk about this as a wage for people that listen to our podcast normally and know us from like the gym world and, and have the fitness thing and having to tackle any kind of major life-changing thing. Like if you want to, if you want to approach something that you've never done before, like remember the first time you walked into a CrossFit class or the first time you started measuring your food and macros, the, the learning curve was huge. And the information available to you on the internet is vast and it's so much, and it can be very overwhelming. Um, mm. So you need to just, you just have to start. Like you just start and you start chipping away at it little by little over and over again. And you're consistent in that. And so I will, I, I posted it. I'm sure that I posted on the Moaka Instagram. I think I did. Um, It's a link. It's a link. And the the link is a card and it takes you to a website. And in that website, it kind of, it has organized for you. All of the possible things. That the link you, is in our bio. The link okay, is yeah, in our great. bio. The, it, 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 it organizes like all of, the, all of the things that a person who is willing to learn and, and, and to understand and take, the, and take the amount of, and take the necessary amount of time to, to digest. There's resources on all of the issues that we talked about that you can talk about. There are, if you want to cut to the, where do I send my money? There's an entire, there's a one little click button. You click on that and it's like dozens on dozens on dozens of places yep. where you can go to. Dude, George if Floyd Memorial have, Fund, Minnesota Freedom Fund, Reclaim the Block, National Bailout, Black Lives Matter, Bail Project, Black It even tells you where not zero. to send your money to yeah. because those yeah. places are shady. And so like, exactly. you have, here's the thing, like when I, Let's think about it this way. When we want good fitness coaching, we go to a place that does fitness and does good coaching. When you want, a, so many of us have been dying for haircuts and some of us have tried it at home and it hasn't really worked out that well. So we go to a professional for doing that. Mm-hmm. There, there are leaders in every community 
whose, whose mission and their life and their passion is to mm-hmm. do these things. And they have set themselves up and they, ha- they have set up their own, like they, they have set up these local infrastructures to be able to receive the money, receive the volunteer time, receive the resources that they need. Um, and they're communicating these things all the time. And so all of those things are available to anyone listening to this right now on our bio, including, which I thought was so brilliant, if you, people who want to donate money without donating money, there's YouTube videos that are tagged to ad streams. So all you got to do is turn on a YouTube video and watch for an hour. There you go. And don't skip and the ads. Like we know even have to do it. I even have numbers that you can call. I have the, the number of the VA, uh, uh, Mike Freeman in Minnesota. Um, there's you can the technology is amazing. The, they have the this Louisville, one thing where the you, Louisville mayor demanding for justice for Breonna Taylor. Um, there's, there's a one a bunch that you petitions. Could, you could swipe up on a link and it will auto populate an email with the where it's going to be sent mm-hmm. from. I don't know how you're sending, and all you have to do is fill in your name and hit send if you really truly believe in that thing. And that's the thing, like. I don't think it's like a shotgun approach to these things. Maybe you, it, it needs to be consistent. I think you need to stay on top of it. I think that, you know, the first we 30 days. Out, man. Well, we it's, I don't know, it's like a workout, Carlos. Like, it's listen, like I am, I'm the guiltiest person when it comes to this. I come out so hot out of the gate and so like, yeah, and I'm going to do that. I'm going to buy the new journal. I'm going to buy the shoes. I'm going to be fit. This is the year. I'm going to do that. And 30 days later, I'm just like, yeah, I don't yeah and there's people a lot of my people out there that are in public service you know i know that they're a lot for a lot of them and i'm not going to speak for everybody but i know that for a lot of them that was the initial reaction is this is happening again and you know how long is it going to take we've seen this before how long is it going to take because this is eventually going to die down and there's not going to be any change and i think that our job is to try to maintain that energy and say no, that's not going to happen this time. We're not going to reach a point of apathy. We're going to encapsulate this energy. We're going to carry it through. We're going to stretch it out. We got to take it day at a time. You start off with these baby steps. There's already like 40 things that you can do already. And that's the link that we're talking about that we put in our bio. Yeah. Um, and, and then if you want to take it a step further, you know, be ready to be part of the conversation and learn and see if you, if there's a talent that you can Co-op, you know, co- uh, collaborate with or, or contribute, or if there's volunteer opportunities or time or, you know, anything. Money. Like, if know, you have you money, if, if you, you have, have money, money, yeah, if you have money, give the money away. There's like, uh, stuff you can spend on that you can choose to not spend on. And I'm not uh, dyeing my hair blonde. Yep. And I know that's a big, that comes out of big sacrifice. I was going to very excited. I know how that. fucking fickle that sounds. And, but it is like, listen, I, it, yeah. It's either, yeah. it's this or that. It's this or yeah. that. And I decided I'm not going to, I was originally going to dye my hair blonde for June Pride Month. But it's June Pride Month, and we're in the yeah. midst of this, of, of a huge, 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 huge issue that needs all of the attention. And anything to me that seems frivolous, I, I feel, mm-hmm. me personally, George Sanchez feels would be wrong. I can't do it. I can't do it. And and be okay, and be okay with myself right. on yeah. that. Um, and I, 
And I try really hard not to be judgy for other people that don't necessarily like line up to, to me and my thoughts. So, so I'm gonna, I, I choose to be silent, yeah. you know, when, when that occurs. Um, but yeah, like I, if you're friends with me, this is not the last time you're going to hear about this for damn sure. Right. I'm going to be talking about this probably from, from here until definitely fucking the election. Um, that's the other thing. And I, this is the last, I, get, I mean, I don't know how much, this is the last thing that I'm going to say on this topic before mm-hmm. we wrap up. Mm-hmm. And that's that so many positions that people maintain power are there because they're elected there. The, the fucking, um, the person in charge of the election board is an elected position. Those people, like, they, they're the ones that decide how the ballots are counted. Uh, your, your state, in, you know, the census. Right now, the census is happening, and if you don't participate in the census, we don't have an accurate, an accurate reading of the population and exactly what it's made up of and where everybody lives, and that's how congressional districts are drawn up, and that's how many representatives we get to send to not only our state legislatures where they make all of the fucking laws that affect you and me and who gets shot and who doesn't get shot and who goes to jail and who faces the death penalty. Those are all state laws. Those legislators make up those laws. If you don't vote for your state legislator, those decisions are being made for you without your consent because you didn't participate. And it fucking matters. Um, the same thing with our federal, leg- with our federal congress- congressmen, both the senators and the legislator and the the representatives and ultimately the fucking big dog in the white house right because everyone gets super focused on hyper focused on that but there's so many other layers to that oh so many so many which are which have so much more impact Mm -hmm. so much more impact on our daily lives particularly when it comes to law enforcement particularly when it comes to the the people who prosecute the crimes the people who you know the, the public defender uh, the state attorney, these are all elected positions. And in order, if, in order for you to have, if you feel like something, there's an inequity in it, you know, get, follow along with the organizations that you feel most aligned to and yeah. take their advice the same way you would take the advice of your nutrition coach and your mm-hmm. personal fitness coach, someone who knows more than you do. You, unless you're in that world and you just happen to know a lot and you can form your own opinions, whatever. But for the most part, most of us don't have the time to because we're parents and we're professionals and in other facets of life, right? And we're not attuned to that. Also, I strongly encourage you to turn off the fucking nationally televised media mm-hmm. because that's just an entertainment value at this point. Um, and, you know, if you're drawing your conclusions from what CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and all the other, like, big dogs are telling you, then you're basically just getting um, regurgitated compota. That's right. That's all I got. I, I, the only thing I'd say, honestly, is if this is, I don't know. Okay, so... This isn't the time, and no one is asking you to deny or to doubt or to be ashamed of your privilege. It's not about you. This is about helping 
our black brothers and sisters have that same privilege. And we, it, and that is, we need to get past this hump. They know that we're privileged. It's not a secret to them. We don't need to be ashamed of that, but we need to do something about it in a way where everybody can finally, for finally, at some point in our life, everybody can enjoy that. Um, don't let that stop you. Because I know psychologically, I know that's happening. Do I belong there? Will I be welcomed there? You know, are they going to resent me? You know what? Right now, we got to do whatever fucking works. And yeah, because it's, more, not, it's not about you. Right? Giving people who have less more does not mean there's going to be less of it for you. Exactly. This is, and the thing is, is that stop trying to downplay your privilege. They know how privileged we are already. That's part of the problem. Yeah. They wouldn't know that there was a difference if they didn't know we were privileged. So don't downplay it. Don't try to be like, oh, this was my struggle too. And that one time that this happened to me, and I remember that when I was rejected here, and this is not about you. So let's make it about our black brothers and sisters. Let's learn. Let's try to understand what life has looked like through their lens and use that to contribute to hopefully a newer, more modernized solution that hopefully will be coming our way soon. And I want to be part of it. So does that make sense? It does, Carlos. Okay. I have one more question. Mm -hmm. Where can they find our podcast? They can find this podcast. This podcast on pretty much all platforms that provide podcasts at this point. Yeah. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Um, we are also on YouTube, which you are going to find this episode on. Our Instagram handle is at Moaka Media. Our, in, our uh, website is moacamedia.com. I am at cardos.escanilla, or if you're interested in some music, at cardos305music. And George? I am at George I. Sanchez on Instagram. Fantastic. Thank you so, right, so man. much for joining us. Thank you to the listener yes. who spent time here. And please engage with us. Yes. And We'd love thank to you hear from you. Thanks, Carlos, for an awesome episode. Thank you, George, for the same. Thank you, man. Bye. Bye.